Hello, welcome to the Northern Monkeys football show. It's definitely coming up. Um, 2 0 win against Germany, which we'll go look back for England. We'll look back a couple of the last 16 games that we missed as well. And then we'll look ahead to the quarterfinals because it's getting serious now in the Euros. It's getting properly serious. Um, Nuttall is with us. Nuttall's been there for tonight. Nice to have you with us. Sounds like your kids are as well. <laughs> yeah, kids are, kids are not in bed yet. So that's, that's, that's you know, that's life. Um, Nuttall is here as well, as I just mentioned. Uh, Wayne and Odin can't be bothered as it turns out. Um, work it's a piss poor excuse for Wayne and Odin. No idea. Uh, so we've drafted in Mick from from the New York Talkers to join us this week. Hello, Mick. Uh, is it a promotion or a relegation? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, no. <It's> definitely, <laughs> I tell you what, it's, it's it's definitely a relegation, mate. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, Mick's here to play the Wayne role of being miserable. So I, I think <laughs> I think you can do that, can't you? Yeah, oh, I can manage that. Yeah, I can carry that off better than Wayne. I'm a lot more experienced than Wayne has. That's it. Uh, um, so we'll start with England. I'd probably finish with England, but two uh, 0 win Tuesday afternoon. A great, a great day, not all. Performance. We'll talk about performance in a minute. But a two 0 win against Germany. It doesn't happen very often to any team. Never mind us. I would, well, it's just one of the days that will forever be remembered, isn't it? That's, regardless yeah. of what happens going forward in competition, that day will be remembered in history. For it was us beating the old enemy. As I know, some people might get offended by him being called that these days, but that's what they know and has, aren't they? So, uh, brilliant. I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail, because I'm assuming you're going to ask some more questions, but yeah, brilliant <laughs> on the day. Uh, Mick, uh, you're, you were for the tournament, you weren't bothered, really bothered about England. Not that you weren't bothered about England, but you know, it's not necessarily your phone focus. Um, I mean, if, if, last, if I didn't get you to move for England, I don't know what what will. Um, well, the result were great. I mean, it's a fantastic result. Like like, uh, like Natal said, it, it's it's brilliant to beat Germany at home in a merger tournament in a, in a knockout stage. It's, it's just, it's fantastic. I'm struggling to get inspired by that performance, so I'll be honest. I really am. And, and the result, like I said, it's brilliant. It's great, but uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you know what I'm I've not, noticed? And it's whenever I'm, it doesn't matter who I talk to, uh, you notice that, and don't take this wrong way, Mick, it's the, old, it's the older end that I've had. <laughs> it's like, it's, my dad's exactly the same. You talk to him, he's not, he's not happy, he's not happy with performance. Oh, Germany were crap on day. Well, yeah, that's all four teams that have played against us now that have been crap on day. Is it is that because we're making them crap on day, or is it? I know it's not the exciting football that some people want, but if we go exciting, we'll probably leave us exposed at back a lot more than we did, and we've not conceded a goal yet. It's it's working. Yeah. Probably because we've been scarred so much. I mean, we've been scarred been at all as the time we've been watching England, but. I don't remember Euro '96 or Italia '90 or World Cup '86, which were three, three great tournaments that were almost, weren't they, Mick? Yeah, they were, but they still ended in heartbreak, didn't they? You know what I mean? And, and heartbreak, not necessarily because we got knocked out of them, but just the manner in which we get knocked out of them, you know. Uh, and Germany again, so 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 that that does make that sweeter. Um, but I, I'm with your dad, Dan. I, I just think, <laughs> you know, I, and and. 
I'll throw it back to you. You look at the young talent, the young, exciting talent that is on that bench, that if you gave them the head, if you gave them that, that run, they would take teams apart. They're in the team in this competition that they wouldn't take apart. And, and that includes France, who are obviously not in it anymore. You know, some of the ability that's on that bench is, is a match for just about anybody in that France team. And, and, they're, and they're, you know, they're we aspire to be beaten at the moment. I theoretically agree. Obviously, he's been building towards something. A lot of these players have only come in forward in the last 18 months, two years. Mm. Um, yeah. He's had a system and a way of playing beforehand. So I think we will transition and we will become more attacking and we will go after teams mm. in two or three years' time. But at the minute, I'm not sure he entirely trusts us defensively until we've got to that point. You also got to bear in mind that our best attacking players at the moment, if you think about it, are Jack Grealish, who he has been forced into playing. Now, I don't think he wanted to play to start with, and he's been forced into playing. And he's, 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 he, we don't like him, but I do like him now. <laughs> um, Saka, again, who's come on in the last few games and again looks to be another, another saviour. Again, Three months ago, he weren't in the starting eleven. He wouldn't have been anywhere near starting eleven. Three games ago, you want to put him in starting. Three 11. games ago, yeah. Uh, Phil Foden again. We always knew he would be involved in this tournament, but at the start of the season, we didn't know how involved he was going to be. So these, and we know what Southgate's like. It's all about trust, and those players, attacking players, haven't had the time to build up that trust yet. Particularly something like Grealish and Saka, who are literally brand new into the team, and I think that's part of why we're playing the way we are. The second way reason we're playing where we always will come onto the game now is you don't win tournaments by winning every game 4-2 or 5-0 or you've got to be horrible to play you look at some of the teams that are, you know you look, look at Greece I know this will go back to 2004 but they were horrible to watch but they were just difficult to play against Italy when they won 2006 World Cup they were horrible Italy are a horrible team up, up until this tournament Italy, Italy are a horrible team to watch but they win things <laughs> Germany aren't very exciting they used to win things Spain are probably, in my memory, the only international team that have been good to watch and successful. It's very rare. I think that's where we've set up, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's all well and good, isn't it? Um, you know, setting up as defensively as that against teams like Germany who are going to come at you, that's fine. Croatia are going to come at you, that's fine. It didn't work against Scotland. It didn't work against Scotland. It was no, dour, true. you know, and... and we will get teams now like the likes of Ukraine are going to come along and they're going to play a similar sort of game that Scotland did, I would think. Uh, mm. You know, it's, a, it's an easily find outable way of playing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. So it's good to have something else up his sleeve. I do agree with that, but I think he'll change the system back to a flat back four against Ukraine. He'll probably not go with three yeah. and wing backs. Although the wing backs, you know what, I would at work when team went out and it made me laugh because everybody was oh, up in arms. What's he doing? What's he playing? this so defensive. And on paper, it was so defensive. But Luke Shaw mm. and uh, Kieran Trippier played that far up the pitch. They basically weren't in defence anyway. But I don't I don't yeah. think he'll do that. He'll probably go to a flat back four to get an extra attack in against Ukraine. Yeah. Because like, so, yeah, we, we don't really need to play that defensively against Ukraine, yeah. I wouldn't think. <clears throat> No, it's that that the the flexibility is a great option to have. Again, go back to all England of old. We were very one dimensional, very very one dimensional, and we could play three five two or, or five two three or whatever you want to call it on Tuesday. Go back to a four two three one. We could do a four four three four three three. Sorry, there's loads of different options. Um, on Tuesday, he went three five two. No, 
would it? Four three three four three. Yeah, three four three or five five two three, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um with Stones, Maguire and Trippier's back three. On the last episode which you were with us, Otto, we talked about changing that formation and we weren't necessarily a fan of it because it was just changing to fit into Germany, who we didn't think were a very good team anyway. But hats off all around because the back three were sensational. Kyle Walker was brilliant as as one of the one of the three centre backs. And like I just mentioned, the wing backs were again fantastic. Mm. Uh, well, I just think the system works completely. I, like we said, it's not it weren't it weren't a classic in terms of watching it. Mm. The first half very little happened, really. And other than the goals and that Muller chance, not not there weren't many other openings in game at all, were there? So it weren't a classic no. in that sense. Uh, but it, it I, I always I don't know if you have the same opinion, but I always felt like we were in control of that game. Yeah, we, we were retained ball really well when it came back came back at us, and I think that as much as people don't like Rice and Phillips, they say it's too defensive or Anderson or whoever plays in there. Yeah. The the ball retention is why they play them to all the midfielders because we win it back really really well when we lose it, yeah. uh, and because of that, we always tend to be in control of games without necessarily creating masses. Uh, it's probably it, it, a lot of people questioning tactically, and I think that were a big two fingers from Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. And, and you go back to 2018, Mick, in the World Cup semi final, there was questions thrown at Southgate because we didn't change. I mean, Croatia changed the way they played at half time. Yeah. We didn't, we weren't flexible enough. <clears throat> but again, we're now showing that we have got that flexibility. If we need to change something mid game, Pre-game, yeah. whatever. Southgate has shown that he can do that, and this this is a prime example of right. We think we need to this to beat this team. This is what we're going to do, and do you know what? It worked. Yeah, absolutely. And he's an excellent coach, isn't he? He is an excellent coach, Gareth Southgate. Um, but he's he's learning his trade as a manager. I mean, he's learning at the top table, isn't he? With the, with the players that, that he's got at his disposal. But you're right. He is. He, he, a lot of England managers in the past have never learned from the never learned from the mistakes. Either they just done the same thing over and over again. Eventually, hope it works, and it it doesn't. But he's happy. He's happy to change it. He's happy to change it game by game, and and, and learn from the mistakes he's made before. So, I, I think this defensive setup that we've had for the first four games, I guess, really pretty much, is they've obviously thought it through and they they want to progress. So let's just. Keep it tight, keep it tight, and hoping and hit, hit teams on break, which is what they've done in every game, with the exception of the Scotland game. Um, that's the worry, though. If a team like Scotland can find you out, and I accept that the vast majority of them play in this country as well, so you know, someone you come up against somebody with some class, they're going to find you out as well. So hopefully, like I've just said, there he's going to learn from that and change it round and adapt to whoever we're playing. Mm. Yeah, um, I want to mention Trippier at all because I don't know why I noticed in this game, but I was so impressed with him on that game. And 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 this sounds really stupid. I watched him one game. I think he's amazing. But that game, I just thought Trippier defensively were, were fantastic. He weren't out of place once defensively. Trippier and going forward, he's fantastic. Since he's left Spurs, I think he's. Uh, we don't. I don't watch that first game week in week out. We only. I only see bits and bobs. I think he's come on as a player a lot since he's gone to Atletico Madrid, particularly defensively. Uh, well, I, I don't know, because I think that's where they were better. Uh, I thought, I know, I know 
whipperballing, but I, I'm, mm. I don't know. I feel I, I feel like he was always all right defensively, but not necessarily <laughs> as good going forward. So I suppose that's the difference in opinion. Yeah. But uh, and I, I thought that's why they. Uh, who did they swap him for? There were two players playing right back at the time, weren't they? For Spurs. Yeah. I can't remember anyway. Going yeah, can't remember, but yeah, can't remember. No, one must have been Kyle Walker away at that time. Anyway, yeah, it, it, it was, I couldn't pick a player out that had a bad game. You could argue Harry Kane didn't do a lot again, but he stuck his head out and won it. And um, <laughs> and over that kick starts him. He, yeah. he, he got more involved. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was. wasn't massively involved. No, no. We'll come to that in a second, Mick. Um, Barry Maguire. We've talked about Harry Maguire a lot. He's got, he has got his defensive issues, as yeah. his first hand at games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he made such a difference for me in defence because he's solid as a rock. That goes without saying, Harry Maguire. Yeah. But his ability to step, we talked about this in the last episode, to step out of defence with the ball, but to step out of defence and claim the ball and moves forward. Yeah. It's just, we haven't, we haven't got anybody else in the squad like that. Tyrone Mings were fine, but Harry Maguire is next level compared to Tyrone Mings. It's solid. It's definitely solid. I still think he's a poor man's John Stones. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I mean, he is a good player. Listen, he's, he is a, he's not world-class, but he's, he's top-notch without a shadow of a doubt as a defender, you know, as a central defender. But he ain't no John Stones. Definitely. I think Stones is is is, is ahead of him at the moment. And the, and the reason being that he's a lot more mobile than Harry, than, um, Harry Maguire. And that's I think that's always been Harry Maguire's problem. He's, he's, just, he's just not quite mobile enough to take that next step but with those two in there i mean it's a it's a formidable centre-back partnership that a formidable partnership um it, even with that with harry Maguire's, i'm being ultra critical I, but uh yeah it's it's slight failings <laughs> be fair, that's probably walker, walker in it that back, yeah. back three is covered by kyle walker in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he's there for. Yeah, yeah. Though that moment, I can't wait for the Muller chance or, or, or another chance where the, the German player was through and Kyle Walker pulled one of England players out of way. Yeah. So he <laughs> it, the it, it was a Muller chance. He very nearly right. got back to it. It was considering how far behind he started. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Really good. I was so impressed with the defensive five. Uh, two midfielders, not all. Declan Rice, Harry Maguire got star of the match. But for me, Declan Rice weren't far off because he got a six from Sky Sports, a six out of ten, which was bizarre. Because well, it, 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 it was questionable stuff, though, doesn't it? That's yeah, the thing. and they don't. But, they, they, they like to. I, I feel like other people should like. see that. No. <laughs> again, both old midfielders played brilliant. Calvin Phillips, Brendan Show. Brendan Show, Calvin Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that, that, uh, Declan Rice over the last two years for me has come on absolutely massive I wasn't a big fan of him when he came into England set up but I've said it I've said it before and I'll say it again he he's taking the exact same path as Jordan Henderson and I think from what I've seen it can be a bit better yeah uh, yeah 100% I don't, uh, Jordan Henderson will get back in team and that says so for what Jordan Henderson's been like for England I know he's been injured this season um, but yeah Calvin Phillips make uh, he's had lots of stick from us, just... but yeah, he's been great. He's been it's a bit faultless. It's a, it's a revelation, isn't it? Yeah. An absolute revelation. 
I, I work with a Leeds fan, obviously. I've uh, heard on here as well. I was, I was a Leeds fan. And he's, he, the, 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 the fellow I work with, he's raved about him for, for, for ages. And, and I've never really seen it. But we don't watch, I don't watch a lot of Leeds. Neither do you two either. You know, so I guess we don't see what he does on a day-to-day basis, on a week game-to-game basis. Sorry, but for England, he's been he's been up there for me for player tournament for England so far, really definitely. Know. Yes, yeah. I never thought that I, we were t- well. We, you, I think not all you, you tweeted something out from account uh, Twitter account when Odin predicted it at the start of the season, saying it were it were going to start for England. We just laughed him out, laughed him out, laughed at him. Um, I think he predicted him as player at tournament before at all. <laughs> he did pick him as player at tournament, unfortunately. Yeah, that might come in. He picked Ben White as young player of the tournament, though, so that's not coming in. <laughs> um, moving further forward, what do we have up front? Saka Sterling and Kane. Um, Sterling scored not all, um, but that's not just what he did. It didn't, well, it's not just Sterling's game, is it? I thought he were really good on the ball. He moved England forward. Yeah, a bit bold, really. But he, he gets us up the pitch. He doesn't lose ball very often either, as well. Mm. I know he, look, he looks like he's running in blind alleys sometimes, but he ran, he ran into one, which created a goal. You, you're looking, thinking, is he going to release that? Why is he not giving it? Why is he not giving it to play it side? He just kept holding it that little bit longer, opened up that space. Uh, he's had a brilliant tournament, hasn't he? Sterling. There were a lot of people asking why and whether he should be starting. And is another one that so far to this point has answered his critics. You know, there was that post-match interview where interviewer got interview asked him if he justified his selection. And he just laughed at him. Like, <laughs> what, what, what kind of question is that? I've scored three goals. I've won player at match. I've done this. I can't believe, Mick, that people still asking the question if uh, he should still be the team or not. Because you can't, you can't drop him. Raheem Sterling is a player that the press will jump on immediately. That something goes wrong, or immediately he loses a bit of form, or whatever. I don't know what he's done to upset him. Maybe he doesn't play their game. I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, but they'll, they'll, they'll just jump on him. Um, for me, he's, he's reverted back to a little bit of Liverpool Raheem Sterling. And if he if he if he maintained what Pep's told him, and, and now Pep's got him to play, I just distributing that ball that little bit more instead of hanging on to it. He, he would be absolutely world-class for me, definitely. But I think, uh, even despite that, I mean, he's banged three goals in and, you know, he's, he's just there all the time, isn't he? He's, cre- he's creating problems. And, and, and when that when he lost the ball for, for Muller to go through, you just, we've all, I'm sure we've all seen the videos of him on, uh, of his reaction to that. And, and it just shows what it means to him. And it means to him what it means to us, doesn't it? And that's I think all it does to a lot of them. I think that's one of the big things that, like, in years gone by, you haven't felt like the, the players wanted it as much. We had some brilliant players, your Lampards, your Gerrards, etc. for the clubs. Mm. They, they, do, they bleed the, the blood, uh, club colours, but and you never felt like they had that on international stage for whatever reason. There's, uh, always, there's always, always, always been a disconnect with national team. Mm. I don't know why, but it's just, it's just always felt like they're not, not the part of it. Well, I suppose it is. They don't feel like the fans are part of it. It's always been, all right, we're playing this game here and the fans are here. But it's not really anything. It, don't, it, it never clicked, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the fans and the, and the players. Um, but, yeah, this time around, it's, it, it feels like, like a club, not an international team. That sort of makes sense. It's very easy for clubs to get that mentality together because they play week in, week out. But again, massive credit to Southgate for getting them together and being like a club and 
feel connected to the national team more than I probably have in my England sporting lifetime. Uh, it's it's different now. I mean, it, it it was like this in '96 for me. After 1990 and '96, and that that period, you know, that the fans and the and the and the team itself were together. But then we went through a period, and 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 I don't mean this to sound the way it sounds. And I, and well, you, you you both know me, and I don't mean it this way. But it seemed to co- that disconnect seemed to coincide with the foreign managers coming in. Mm. Different cultures, different different ways to ways of, of working behind the scenes, and that for me was when that disconnect came. Um, and and again, it's, that's not a criticism in any way of the managers. It's just obviously clearly different styles, different whatever it was. I don't know, um, but but it's coming back. It's coming back, and yeah, it's a, I, I, this is down to Southgate, and it's down to his the way he's building the culture despite what's probably going off in the FA, because the FA, is, as we all know, probably won't like that kind of modern thinking, will they? You know what I mean? We don't like well, stuff that. like that. We, 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 we were back, back in back in day, we went on to watch Southgate coach, didn't we? Mm. Um, yeah. And it was just at the turn when the FA realised what they were doing was a bit of a shit show. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it was, it was probably pre-2008, or around 2008 when we didn't qualify, around, around that time, I think, maybe a bit later. And they, they just started to get the cogs in motion. I think Southgate yeah. had either just taken over or was just about to take over uh, the elite player plan at the FA. And since then, you look at the players who've come in, come in over the last 10 years under this, I think they called the future game plan, something like that, the FA. Uh, it was future and game, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And we're now seeing the fruits of that future game plan, which Southgate was was, in, was heavily involved with at the start with. Um and we're finally seeing the fruits of it 10 years later, yeah. 11 years later. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Um, we've got to talk about Harry Kane. Um, he did score. He was mostly anonymous for the first half, not all other than the chance at the end of the first half. Um, but he's a striker. He would, yeah, that's true. Uh, but he's a striker. He scored a goal. Not only did he score a goal, it was huge. It was massively important to the first goal to lay the ball out wide to show. So his job. Yeah, and they. I was listening to the radio, not say station, uh, other day, and Darren Bent were on. So you'd probably guess which station it was. Um, and he was saying that uh, goals covered up the cracks in performances for strikers, and okay. it, it, it has, yeah, yeah, because he didn't play particularly well on me. But if that kick starts him, then. Well, he's got a perfect opportunity to build on it, hasn't he? With Ukraine, with Ukraine, you would yeah, think. Uh, and that's the thing he's got to he's got to build on it in this next game. Mm. I had a Twitter argument with somebody make about Harry Kane because I I like him obviously, and we've talked about on the other podcast about how much I like Harry Kane. I actually think he's the best striker in the world. And he, the guy on Twitter, said that he didn't think Harry Kane worked hard enough. And for me, that is the one thing you can't criticise Harry Kane for. His work rate, and I've backed up with stats. But based on the stats right now, he has run, he has covered the second most amount of kilometres in the entire England squad so far this tournament, which backs up the fact that you can't question his work rate. You, you, you can't question his work rate. You can question the cleverness of his runs, but you can't question Harry Kane's work rate and his willingness to play for England. 
<clears throat> Would it me that you had the Twitter argument with? No, it was somebody who was <laughs> playing for some Welsh football team. I can't remember his name now. Um, I, 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 I can't agree with you, Matt. <laughs> I can't. I can't. If there's one thing I would criticise Harry Kane for during the course of this tournament so far, it's his work rate. He might have run more miles than anybody else, but he's run him at walking pace in the wrong direction most of the time. He's out of position too much. He, he's, he's such an experienced and potentially world-class striker. And for, for his, the, the, his movement off the ball, his movement in the press, his movement when we're attacking, looking for, apparently looking for space, has been off every game, every time for me. Um, I, I think he's had a really, really poor tournament. Um, and I would agree with what, what Dan said there. Goals do paper over the cracks. And that is, for me, in my opinion, and I'm not saying I'm right, I'm just saying I, what, from what I've seen of him, it is, that, that goal hopefully will maybe give him some confidence. I was convinced, absolutely convinced he'd been injured. I genuinely mm. thought he would play injured. And I'm not saying that because I have no beef. I've no axe to grind with, with, with Harry Kane at all. I just think his performances have been... I think I'd be kind if I was so lacklustre. I think it's been just a really, really, really disappointing from him. But not just the work rate, like I said, his positioning, his, his, everything about his game, for me, has just been a really poor level. It, it, it was double opinion. marked as well against Germany. Every, every time the ball went anywhere near the box, there were two men on him. So he didn't have a chance. They've got to bear that in mind. If he's got two men on him, there's nothing he can do about that. But... but, but that brings Saka in, that brings Sterling in, it brings other players in, and they've all blossomed. Yeah. Sterling's had a good tournament, Saka were fantastic again. Yeah. It's Kane has been sacrificed a little bit. Yeah, but you're, you're probably, possibly right, I don't know. Um, I just feel he could do a lot more than he has done. I've, I've, I've looked at him, I've watched him, I've, I've kind of, you know, what, what, just watched his, what he's doing off the ball and when we're in the press and everything else. And he's just, he, he literally does. He's doing what Messi does, right? Mm. He's just sort of kind of wandering about aimlessly in, in between the defenders and that midfield, that, that, that sort of area. But Messi does it and then he bursts into life. Harry Kane's not burst anywhere. Mm. Um, yeah. he's, he's not good enough to be doing that. He's just, you know, but like I said, yeah. it's all about opinions, isn't it? Yeah, but you can see what it meant to him. I don't know if you've seen the interview Harry Kane after the game with ITV. He's nearly in tears. And again, that's just what it means at all. It's It just means everything to them the same as it means everything to us, which is a massive part of it. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it was brilliant that because he stood back, took a minute, listened to fans before he before yeah. asked question, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you don't see that really from England. Mm. Like, I think last... In, one player I've seen shed a tear with Gaz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shows you that, that well, they've not had yeah. that much about them really in terms of passion. Mm. Well, the only time you've seen any passion is when uh, Rooney's having a go at you for booing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and hopefully, I'll let one, if you watch post-match coverage on BBC... Gary Lineker and Shearer were talking about it and they know something about scoring goals. Sometimes that first goal changes everything. You just feel 10 times lighter and it's weird, but it does. Uh, as, a, as a shit striker myself, getting one goal does make a difference. Not that you'll play football long enough. Your first goal after not scoring for all does make a difference in how you play. Yeah. And we're, 
we're not very good footballers. So for somebody like that who played at the top level, it must be uh, hopefully a weight off his shoulders. And he couldn't have wished for out of the eight teams that left the tournament, he couldn't have wished for a better opposition in the quarterfinals. Um, Ukraine make beat Sweden um, with a 122nd minute winner. Um, a little stat for you about Ukraine, which means we're not going to lose on Saturday, and this is why. Ukraine have only ever beaten teams in knockout rounds of major tournaments when they begin with S. They beat Switzerland <laughs> and Sweden. So England are safe. No? Nobody buy, you're not buying that, mate. No, no. Buy that. not buying that. Okay. <laughs> the Sweden-Ukraine game, we're a bit after the low mayor's show, mate. Um, mm. Good for England, though. 120 minutes under the belts, yeah. about, about a 1,000 injuries. Perfect for England. I like a couple of boxers slugging it out, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, I think the weaker team went through as well. And yeah, I agree. I don't think it could have gone any better for us, that, could it? It'd be just typical of us to lose to them now. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it? Don't say that. <laughs> I just yeah. I think that there's something different about this group. I just can't see them losing mm. that game at all. Yeah. Even if it went the distance, even if it went to penalties, they've got technical, really good technical players that you would fancy on a penalty shoot at mm. Yeah, I've, yeah. We were talking about, other, I think, other episodes, weren't we? We little, little, well, we're all were on Saturday night. We were listing off all the players that take penalties. We did about seven players who would be happy to take penalties. Whereas previous, again, compared to previous England squads, you start thinking, God, Jimmy Carrigan's taking one. And they're like, oh god! <laughs> you know what I mean? We ain't got that this time. Even as def- even even as defenders, if John Stones stuck up, stuck up, take a penalty, be fine with that. Maybe slightly worried about Harry, uh, Harry Maguire, but everybody else should probably be fine with. Um, yeah, um, watching the game make anything to worry about Ukraine? Obviously, they're solidish, solid enough team, but. They, I mean, they, to be fair, they, they gave Sweden a really, really good game. They gave them a better game than Spain gave them. Uh, they created a lot more against them than Spain did, mm. um, you know. So that they are going to come out and attack w- without doubt. I mean, they've got Shevchenko as manager, aren't they? You know, he's, he's not somebody that's um, renowned for his defensive qualities, is he? Uh, and his, his team seem to play in his image. You know, the big, the strong, and they're an attacking side. Um, I think so, I'll just play into our hands, though, surely. Yeah, surely. I think so. Yeah, and that's precisely what I was about to say. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, you don't know what the team they're gonna they're pull out, gonna put out at all because they had a couple of players go off injured. I think Yamalenko came off injured as a key man for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know Ukraine's team at best of times, but after Saturday, after Tuesday night, I'm even less knowledgeable about them. Well, I only really knew Yamalenko and Zinchenko anyway, so beyond them, I'd have been struggling. So who are they gonna bring in? I, don't, I have no idea. Don't ask me. I'm not a clue. Zinchenko were there, sort of main, one of their main attacking threats, and he's going to be up against John Stones and and Kyle Walker, right. isn't he? So, well, exactly. I mean, and he's, he's normally their left back. Yeah, All left so good, good luck with that fella. <laughs> that's not really good. Sure, with our most attacking player against Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they mentioned he, 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 the first goal he based it's the second goal when he started. Look, sure. Um, not all the way that worked. Odin's had some strong words about Luke Shaw in the past. Um, I remember that's why he's not come on tonight, so we have to eat his own words. <laughs> like that, I don't know. Maybe next time, no, no idea. Liam Wayne, that's it. But like we said, I think they all did the jobs really well. So 
Um, yes, so Ukraine are our opponents in the quarterfinals. Uh, it's their only second, uh, this is their second appearance in a knockout round. They also got to do the quarterfinals of the 2006 World Cup. Um, we are only one defeat in seven games against Ukraine, uh, which I think was 2012 qualifying or 2010, called something like that anyway. 1 0 lost. Uh, 1 0 lost, sorry. Uh, and we've never lost in a quarterfinal in normal time. We've only lost in penalty shootouts. Uh, in the past, so again, good signs. Not all you slow the smirk. You're not buying me, buying me stats again. I'm not gonna lie, you broke up on that one, so I didn't hear a question. <laughs> <laughs> you had a little smirk when I gave you my stats. So you're not, you're not interested in me. Um, good omens for Saturday. For Saturday. We've never lost the quarterfinal in normal time. I don't like that start in normal. Don't matter if you don't get through it, you've lost it. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's in normal time, it's time penalties, and whatever. You're <laughs> right. for you. Um, <laughs> are we going to sell? Make start with you four. It's either going to be a four-two-three-one or a three-four-three or five-two-three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm going to assume back to four-two-three-one. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, he might well give him that just that little bit more attacking options or he may well start with a very similar sort of setup and then look to kick on later on in the game bearing in mind that they're going to start to tire mm, um, so maybe I don't know I don't know I mean you're all right I mean, we, as, as you said earlier on we did a New York talk podcast for other and you asked me what how we think we're going to say I ain't got a clue mate <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't a, I ain't no tactician you know what I mean and, and so you know what my answer is going to be I guess but I'd probably stick as he is I would think to start with um, I think he will start off as defensively, probably, and then maybe mm. look to kick on later on in game. Good matter for as long as we win, does it? No, exactly. Stay in the game for as long as you can. Um, uh, the question is attacking, and obviously Harry Kane's going to start. I'm going to assume Stillings going to start. They'll probably first two days of the team sheet, but Mason Mount's back, and we'll have had three or four days training, and he'll be fresh, which is something to bear in mind as well. Um, Jack Grealish is put his name in for another start. Saka's not done really much wrong. If what, what What's your starting level? That's probably an easy question for me. I think he'll go back to the 4 2 3 one. Uh, He'll do that to get Mount back inside. Because uh, mm. I think he'll want Mount in there. And it's a change in the system back. Automatically, you need somebody for that position. I don't think he's going to start Grealish still. Because, I mean, you could argue the way he's using him's working. Because he's having an impact. So um, <clears throat> whether he'll keep Saka in, I don't, I don't know. Whether he'll keep Saka, there's no reason to take him out. But whether he tactically mm. thinks he might want somebody to keep all the ball off and running behind, he might, he might, he might put Foden in for him. I don't, I'm not sure between Saka and Foden. I don't think. But Sterling, Kane, I think he'll put Mount back in, mm. uh, and everybody else really has as you expect in your back four. And Rice and Phillips. Yeah, it's interesting watching the how Ukraine set up because look, you look at their group stage games they, against Holland, they went for it and it almost paid off. But and then in the other two games, they had to go for it anyway because they were the other two games they had to pick points up. In the Sweden game, they basically went for it. So in my head, we're, we're gonna, in, if this wasn't if I hadn't watched them before, you'd be thinking right, they're not not as good as England. They're going to sit in as deep as they can, catch some break. Watching their tournament so far, mate, it's probably a surprise if they sat in. 
they're not going to sit in, are they? There's no way. There's no way. I don't think that's what I said earlier on. I don't think that they are mm. they're, they're that type of team. Um, I think they'll just go for it, and, and like we said, that'll just play into our hands as long as as long as we can stay as resolute defensively as we have done. So mm. yeah, I'm not worried about that too much. I, well, well, I mean, what, the only thing that concerns me is that if we start to get deep into game, it's a it's a diff, it's a it's a it's an iffy tactic. This, you know, let's stay in game, let's stay in game, let's stay in game, and and then kick on it last 20 minutes, 15 minutes, or whatever. It's an iffy tactic as it proved against Scotland because you're not mm. forced to be able to do it. So, but it's worked so far. It's worked so far. So, uh, I'm, I'm sort of prepping myself for a, a really boring first half. I might not even watch first half. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that point. Fast forward um, into second half. Yeah. Uh, since we last recorded at all, the tournament was thrown wide open with France going out. England are now favourites for the European Championships. Um, it won't mean anything to players, I'm sure. Southgate, you know, I'm sure that doesn't mean anything to them. But for us to be made favourites for major tournament is crazy, unheard of. Well, obviously pre-tournament we were, but I think that's more due to the fact that pre-tournament a lot of England fans are putting bets on England. Well, yeah, because so, they fought uh, sorts of that's, so that's more down to uh, bookies keeping money in their own pockets than uh, anything else. I think now we are probably gen- genuine favourites because of the run to the final. Mm. We haven't got another major nation to play, whereas the other side of the draw, they all have. So they've all, yeah. in turn, got more a chance of getting knocked out. So I think that's probably the only reason we're favourites, not because they're necessarily thinking a one-on-one game will beat Belgium or Italy. Just because we've got an easier run to get there, mm. uh, but yeah, it's nice to have a nice top tag, and uh, yes. let's hope we yeah. to it. Yeah, we're going to Rome first game, first and only game away from Wembley, uh, which is not ideal. Uh, no England, fa- no minimal England fans will be there because obviously people aren't allowed to travel, which is a shame. Um, we'll go for predictions and then we'll wrap it up, Mick. We'll just start with predictions for Saturday. Yeah, I think we'll win one 0 I kept here one 0 victory to England. And that's boring one 0 Yeah, yeah. I mean we'll we'll all take that one way now. Oh god, yeah. You know, when it's half time and we're absolutely bored out of our trees, then maybe we'll be thinking <laughs> about it. I wish it were a bit more exciting, but you know. Yeah, one 0 England. Cool. Not all you'll be watching in Manchester with your lovely wife on your anniversary weekend away. Um the Cargan. I, I didn't hear what you said, but I'm assuming you're asking me for a prediction. <laughs> I was just letting everybody know that you were going to be watching the game with your wife on your anniversary weekend. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, romantic like that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 4 0. I don't Early think goal. we'll concede 4, mate. There's no way we'll concede 4. <laughs> early goal. We've not had an early goal yet in tournament, so would you no. want an early one? Early goal, and we'll take them to pieces after that. I'm going to similar angle three nil. I think it's going to be quite. I think this will be the most comfortable game at tournament. It should be our most comfortable. One of the massive factors for me is the game they've just played. They're not coming into this fresh, having had a week off with their full strength squad. They've had, they had to give everything to get here, whereas we had to we had to give a lot, but we didn't we didn't leave every every last drop on pitch like we didn't have to do that, didn't we? Uh, I think that makes it. And we're a better team, obviously a better team than Ukraine. 
on paper before the game kicks off. So 2 0, 3-0, 1-0. 1-0, 3-0, 4-0 is what we've gone for. Um I'm sure Wayne's predicted us to lose because that's what he does. <laughs> oh well I suppose I'm sorry, I forgot how we're doing Wayne's job, you know. <laughs> sorry, well we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose four 0 <laughs> <laughs> That's why I could. Um so that's what we're gonna do for now. We'll be back early next week to look back at the Saturday night game and look ahead to what will hopefully be an England semi-final at home against Wembley, either against Denmark or Czech Republic. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe and give, a, give us a thumbs up on the video. We would very much appreciate that. And if you're on iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes or whatever, just give us a five-star rating if you can as well. That would be lovely. And I've had a few more people download it recently over the Euros. So I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you stick with us. Uh, Mick, it's been a pleasure for your debut on the main show. It's been nice having you here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. And at all, it's nice to have you back. It's lovely to be back, especially oh, after thank- it's against Germany. Correct. So thank you. She didn't ask me about my uh, opinion on Jack Grealish, by the way. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think seen everybody your knows account. your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> all, all is unfortunately forgiven. For Jack Grealish until the season starts in August. So thank you all for watching on YouTube. Thank you all for listening on and wherever. And um, it's coming on. See you later, guys. Bye.